Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Good morning and welcome to the Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. My name is Darren Pritchett from Peoria, Illinois, where the South Bend Cubs will take on the Peoria Chiefs tonight at 7.30 on 96.1 WSBT. My co-hosts are back in our WSBT studios. We have John Foster, of course. He is the general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. And Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Course and the Blarney Hole. Guys, good morning to you. How are you? Fine, Darren. Good morning to you. By the way, I'm a big Peoria Chiefs fan. I have are all you their really? Stuff. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I didn't know they had a team. <laughs> I thought you were getting ready to name drop. Well, no, I remember no. in 1985 when... No, I can't help you there. <laughs> well, they're the Cardinals affiliate, so I'm not surprised oh, you're rooting for them. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm Maybe a date and just... dra- i'm a date and dragon guy then yes they're you the reds are. affiliate right that's does, right they've, ne- they've the never won still the midwest have... lake championship oh really did they still have a farm system i wasn't sure <laughs> they do. well we've already seen the number two overall pick in the draft what, taken Cincinnati? by the reds i heard hunter green who throws 100 oh, mile yeah. an hour i assumed based on their performance recently the last few years that their farm system were actually made up of farmers that's <laughs> yeah. that not well, true well, they have not done very well in drafting guys, okay. unfortunately. Anyway, I'm sorry to digress there. We, we didn't that's introduce okay. Tim yet. So. Well, actually, oh, we, we did, did, but that's you were just right. not paying any attention. So, that's right. That's <laughs> okay. right. Well, we're actually going to give you a chance, John, to outdo the Reds because we're going to have you drafting later on in the program because we've got the Players' Championship next week. So we're going to play our little fantasy golf game where we're going to pick four golfers each, and we'll take the best two scores in each round, and we'll figure out who the champion is. We didn't get to do it for the Masters. We got a late start of the golf show this year. So, hey, the Players' Championship's a big deal. So we will do that coming up in just a little bit here on the golf show, which is brought to you by Blackthorn Golf Club's Blackthorn Card. For only $99, save up to 80% off the regular rate to play Blackthorn, including cart all season long, blackthorngolf.com. The Golf Show also brought to you by Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. Come play like a champion, warrengolfcourse.com, by Kurt Outdoor Living. Make plans now to transform your backyard into an oasis with the experts at Kurt Outdoor Living by Zolman Tire and Auto Care, voted the best tire store two years in a row, and by Leck Lightner Door. They open all the right doors, residential, commercial, and agricultural. Call 295-6311. Do you want a name drop, John? We always start the show with nope. that. Got anything for us this no, week? I got nothing. Well, Trump's coming to the South Bend <laughs> next week. Are you sure you guys aren't going to no, play I'm, off together at the Warren? I'm good. Okay. I'm good with that. No comment. All right. I mean, you could trade around at Warren for a, a round at Trump National. Mm, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe. John, what does he own over in England? Doesn't he own one of the big? It's in Scotland. Lakes I courses? think it's in Scotland. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. I'm guessing it's called Trump, Trump. something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Okay, well, just taking a stab at it. <laughs> but I think it's one of the 
the courses that's in the rotation for the Open Championship, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm guessing wrong. I don't. I don't know my Trump trivia. I guess I'll just, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Well, since you're not going to name drop, I guess we got to start the show. I'm a little disappointed. This is the first time in four uh, weeks we haven't had anything well, to start the let show. Me, let me think. I'm sure it was I've, a slow week. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm sure I've talked to somebody really important this week. I'll, I'll rack my brain while you guys are talking. So pretty good week. Did we get some golfers out of the golf yeah. courses today or this week? Yep. Yeah, it's great. Like a, like a real golf course this week. It was great. Awesome. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Well, we've got a big week next week. We got the Sawgrass, the Players Championship. This week actually is a really good tournament, the Wells Fargo, and they're playing where the PGA Championship was last fall. Justin Thomas won that championship, and this is a really good golf course. Tiger Woods says it's a whole lot tougher than it used to be. Is the course tougher? Is he not as good? And I don't mean that in a mean way. I don't really mean that in a mean way, but I'm just bringing that up. It's a little longer, but it's still kind of the same golf course. I, you know, I know nothing about it. I, I've never played it, obviously, and it's, it's an event for some reason I haven't watched a lot, and I don't know if it's the timing of the year, and this is the time when we're really busy and stuff, as opposed to the Masters and other early events. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think this. And again, I apologize for the lack of knowledge, but I thought this event used to be a part of the FedEx Cup series. And is the event earlier than it used to be? I don't know. Could be. I really don't know. Is this Charlotte, I North thought Carolina? When, when Rory it's a Quail won, Hollow, is yeah. that right? And I thought that was a part of that um, um, FedEx Cup last swing. The playoffs. Of, the playoffs, yeah. Oh, okay. Playoffs. Playoffs. Well, I know they're switching around because I know that the one that was in Boston starting next year is going to be at the. Um, TPC in Memphis. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can't. My brother's a member down there. What's the name of it? Anyway, they hold the, um, what is it, the, the FedEx. Yes. Well, since FedEx is in Memphis, it makes St. sense. St. Jude Classic? The, yes. And then they're, they're no longer doing the St. Jude Classic. Oh. But th- this FedEx event that's coming, it's the third, I think the third in the leg of four, maybe the last one before the, the finals. I think the they're going to have a charitable arm that benefits St. Jude's. So they're not losing on the charitable side of things. But I think name-wise, I, I don't think they're calling it the St. Jude's. But anyway, um, that's that. So hmm. okay. That's part We're of gonna... the rescheduling. Well, I want to talk about Tiger just for a second. We actually have not talked about him a whole lot, even though he's been a big story. And I noticed that after the second round of his tournament at Quill Hollow that ESPN was showing his press conference several times during the afternoon, so interest is picking up again. I know the TV ratings have been up when Tiger has played in these tournaments. He still hasn't won a major since 2008, and it's been, what, four or five years since he's won a tournament now. He's been stuck on 79 for quite some time and 14 majors, and of course, we've Went over and over his off-the-course issues and all the injuries, the back surgeries. And he has come back, and he's had some pretty good tournaments along the way. I guess the Masters was a bit of a disappointment, although I think the odds makers were taking advantage of a lot of people as he was the favorite to win the Masters. I don't think anybody that follows the game of golf realistically felt like that he was the favorite to win. And he finished for 32nd, which is, I think, just about what I expected him to do. So... When you think about Tiger so far this year, he's played better than in past years. He's healthy, that's for sure. And I know none of us are really huge Tiger fans in this conversation. So putting that bias aside, do you see any hope in his game 
Are you seeing anything from his game right now that makes you believe that he can be competitive moving forward? I mean, he's still a guy in his lower 40s. If he can stay healthy, I guess he has a chance. But are you putting anything into what we've seen so far from Tiger? Well, I mean, this week, I don't know if you've watched any of the golf um, at all, but his putter is letting him down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. He's hitting the ball okay, yeah. driving the ball and play for the most part. You know, he's got the new irons that he put in play this week. Um, so it's more of the putting, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I think he was like eighth in, in strokes gained um, with putting, and then this week he's 120th. So I don't know. I think he puts it all together. I see him winning a tournament or two, mm-hmm. but I don't know that he wins another really? major. Yeah. Yeah, I actually well, you said his, that for years. It's whack-a-mole. I got his driver straightened out this week, and his putter goes <laughs> south on him. <laughs> so – Excuse me. I agree with Tim that potentially he's got all the tools to win. It's just a matter of, you know, when that might happen. Is it in a major? I don't know. And how the other guys are playing because there's so many good players that in any given week, let's say Justin Thomas is playing well. Well, that counts him out. It counts Tiger out. If Jordan's playing well, I'm not so sure he can beat these guys head to head. Mm -hmm. But collectively, you know, if, if they're having kind of a down week, as a group or whatever, I can see him slipping in and, and possibly winning. I, I don't know. I mean, by the end of the season, we may look back and say, wow, this guy's back to where he was. Or we might say, you know, he needs to hang it up. And I think the jury's still out. And it's more than just the good players that are competing against him. It's the it's the yeah. young guys that are or just players that are so good that you've never heard of. I mean, the, the, the leaderboard this week is a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. Of the, if you look at the top ten, there's a couple of names on that board. I don't even know who they are. I've never heard of them. Yeah. So why is Malenti? Yeah, I don't know who. I've never heard of them, <laughs> and they're leading the golf tournament. So it just shows you how deep and how talented uh, the PGA yeah. Tour is, um, and how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour. And no one is scared of him anymore. I think there was something to the fact when there oh, were roars and you saw his name pop up out of nowhere on the leaderboard. It affected guys. These guys have no reason to be scared right now of Tiger Woods. They're not scared of each other either. either. They're no, scared that's of true, anybody. too. Yeah. Uh, but the intimidation factor, I think, is definitely gone for him until maybe he turns a corner and he's dominant over those guys. I just don't see that happening. John Foster, Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchett, the golf show on WSBT Radio. His second round Friday, which was yesterday, he had 33 putts. And Tiger needed a birdie on 18 just to put himself in position to be on the cut line. When Tiger was dominant, no matter how he was hitting the ball, guys, if he was putting, he was pretty much impossible Mm -hmm. to beat. But he says that on faster greens, that's when he putts the best. He was surprised that Quail Hollow this week, the greens were so slow. Mm -hmm. They're a lot slower than apparently they were for the PGA Championship last fall and he says hey i struggle on greens that are not as fast well it showed with the 33 putts on friday are you surprised a guy of his caliber that's always been considered a great putter one of the great clutch putters of all time that he has so much trouble putting when the greens are slower he said after the second round he went into the second round wanting to hit the ball harder and by doing so, he just pulled everything, leading to so many missed putts. There is a larger margin for error if you're hitting uh, harder putts because one normally takes the putter back further, and therefore the you know the odds of not hitting it squarely or pulling it or getting your path off, I guess, are greater. Although I think we're dealing in eighths of inches with these guys as opposed to 
you know, the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I – I mean, I understand that completely. He's such a good putter, though. I don't, I'm not so sure that was the case before. I, don't, mm-hmm. I never heard him – make an excuse about the greens being too slow right uh, in his heyday and again i, I could be wrong and and lastly uh, 33 putts isn't good <laughs> 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 so i need to recalibrate my thinking there so i don't know tim what do you think i don't know i usually hover around 40 <laughs> putts, so yeah well i i thought when we play with john anything within six feet is good it so is you just and it's still pick 33 it up and, and we move right along is there a key for just the average golfer when you play on greens that are slower? Do you have to set up different? Do you do something different when you putt? I mean, I know you have to hit it harder. I, I'm looking for something more mechanical than that. I got nothing other than hit it, hit it harder. harder. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think so, Darren. I mean, uh, well, you don't want to change your putting stroke. You may want to lengthen it. Uh, just See, it's funny. I just remember as a junior, and I don't know why this stuck in my head, and maybe it was bad advice, and I'm probably going to hear this was bad advice, <laughs> but I remember hearing that from someone that taught me at a young age that when you had a longer putt, spread your feet farther apart, and even on greens that are slower, just spread your feet a little farther apart because you're going to have to hit the ball harder, and it gives you more balance. Is that ridiculous? Well, if you're swinging so hard at a putt that your balance is an issue, you probably got the wrong sport. <laughs> But you're playing the wrong golf course. See, yeah. that's why I don't play golf anymore. Then, well, you're talking right? to some guy that had no clue, and that's the first thing that came into his head. That would be my <laughs> guess. I got to earn this twenty-five buck fee, or what? I, exactly. What, can what I do come I tell? What do I tell this kid? Yeah. The only time I've heard about getting a wider stance when you're putting is if it's really windy, yeah, wind trying not yeah. to move all around, yeah. but never on slow green. If so. balance and balance and putting really shouldn't go together, I know there's a weight distribution thing there, but if you're losing your balance, folks, and when you're putting, you've drank too much <laughs> <laughs> and you might be a redneck that's, that's true. <laughs> oh my goodness so there we've taught everybody something don't put your right. feet farther right. apart when you're putting so that's no good that's right. all right back to tiger for a second he put in his tailor-made irons this week of course he's been a, a long time user of nike clubs nike of course going away from the golf club industry. So he's got these tailor-made irons. So it's not like he's just picking up some irons at the manufacturer. He's been in the fitting centers, and they've been working on finding the perfect fit for Tiger. So this is a little different than Joe Smith going down to the shop to get some clubs. But is this a unique time for him to change irons in the middle of a season, kind of halfway in between the Masters and the U.S. Open? Isn't this something you do during the offseason? That's a good question. I don't know what the timing That's why I'm asking. was. I mean, there must have been something he didn't feel like he was getting out of the, the current irons. And, I mean, we, this is also different. This is not going to get fitted yeah. by a golf professional yeah. at, at a golf course. This is him designing yeah. the yeah. entire iron, yeah. the shape of the toe, the, the, the top line. And, I mean, that's how much he's in tune with his swing and his ball striking that he, he every aspect of that iron is he, he was designing. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible. It, yeah, my guess is that tailor-made iron he's got, when all said and done, is going to look a whole lot like a Nike iron. Because <laughs> that's where he had all of his success. And like Tim said, the the prototypes that some of these guys play are not the same clubs that we get, even though they may have the same model number on them. Uh, most of them are, are, are different because they can tweak different things about them. But I, I'm, I'm with Tim. I think it's probably a custom-made, tailor-made um and switching in the middle of the season i i don't know 
I, it's weird. Yeah. The one thing I heard him say is, though, this was a much more difficult process than when he went from Titleist to Nike because mm. he was able to hit so many more balls then than he can now. So, mm. you know, it, it, it's a little bit trickier when you're not hitting, you know, 5,000 golf yeah. balls a day. So, Is it coincidence that Tiger went from Nike to TaylorMade and Tim Firestone went from Nike to TaylorMade? <laughs> oh, that's not a coincidence. No, yeah, that was all planned up by the yeah. marketing team. Yeah, it was, a, it was a twofer deal. Unless Tim went, they weren't going to go yeah. with Tiger and That's vice right. versa. So they both agreed, and there you go. Hmm. Yeah, Tim and there. Tiger. It just—it sounds like a sitcom on NBC this fall. I Tim we, and Tiger. I, I bet we'd have some fun together. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd have a zest for living, I guess. You could learn a lot from Tiger, apparently. Well, in terms, I'll move right along real quick from that. In terms of amateurs just changing clubs, is that a big deal? I mean, is that something that takes some time? Is that just something you have to go to the driving range and kind of figure it out? Is that the best thing to do? If you're buying them from me, it's good to change about any time. Uh, Otherwise, (laughs) buy them somewhere else. Wait till the end of the season. Two to three times a season (laughs) is preferred. Whether you need them or not. Oh, my gosh. yeah, I mean, I, I I don't see many amateurs bagging it mid-season. That's in this area here. And, and the other question: If you're in Florida, yes, because your season is 365. But up here, we see most of the activity on new clubs, whether it be fitting or demos and stuff, coming in the the winter months. Actually, starting in January, February, March, trying to gear up for things. And then the other period, Darren, would be at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. When a lot of the retail outlets have the clubs on sale and stuff, you see some activity there too. Uh, but as far as mid-season, we sell very few clubs. We don't sell full sets. People come in and want a new three-wood, a new hybrid, a new driver. Mm-hmm. But as far as switching completely their whole set of irons, I, I do not see that mid-season. Hmm. So, Tim, this may be an odd question. Maybe this is a nosy question. <laughs> but with all the Nike clubs and stuff, what did you do with all the excess merchandise? Are you still trying to sell some of it? Does it just go away? Does Nike take it back? How does that work? Nike you know, took it back. They still have a strong presence on the apparel side, so they didn't want to do anything to disrupt the accounts and their location. So they were really good about taking all the product back. No kidding. Good. I'm happy to hear that. All right, so one more thing on Tiger. What is your outlook for the majors? There are three majors left, so let me ask this question first. Do you think Augusta was his best chance? Mm, I where are they play in the open this year? A Carnoustie? Where is it? I, don't I know. can look that up as you're speaking. I I forgot. Let me that look. would be and the the PGA Championship is it? Bell, yeah, PGA Championships in St. Louis. That's a tight golf course. I would say the British the Open Championship. Carnoustie. Yeah, I'd say that. I think you have to kind of eliminate the U.S. Open just Uh, from the standpoint driving the ball is always going to be a challenge for him. And I don't know what the length of the rough is going to be at Shinnecock, but with his back, I you know, I just I don't know how that holds up. He's going to get his fast greens. I know that. They're going to be really sure. I just felt like Augusta was his best chance because he knows the golf course like the back of his hand. He knew where to hit it. And you're not going to get penalized as much if you spray the ball all over the place. So I kind of felt like that maybe was his best chance to win this year. It could be, yeah. Yep. Okay, fair enough. I want to talk about Sawgrass just for a second. Am I right, Tim, you played Sawgrass? Uh, Yes, years and years ago. Yep. They've made many changes to the golf course. Because of Tim, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 
was it an enjoyable place yeah, to play? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great golf What did you course, like about fun. it? I mean, it's a lot of different shots, a lot of different looks. Um, it's pretty playable, actually. Um, and uh, obviously just that experience of the 17th hole. Uh, and then, in, you know, the 18th hole, the whole vibe and beautiful, huge, massive clubhouse. I mean, it's a great facility. There's no doubt about it. Is it a course that – is it pretty wide open? Sometimes it's hard to tell on TV. Yeah, it's, it's – I, I mean, it's not wide open. I would never use that term. But it, I don't think it's as tight as it looks um, was on TV. And also, back when I played, I was hitting it a lot straighter than I do now. <laughs> so maybe that's why. But, no, I think it's just a very enjoyable, fun, playable golf course. Now, obviously, the conditions that we were playing yeah. on were different than tournament time. You know, with the greens there, probably run 12 or 13 on the stint meter mm. instead of 9 or 10 for regular play. But – um uh no it's 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 i think it's one of those golf courses that um can um provide great challenges for uh, a, a a pga tournament but at the same time then also be playable for uh the regular public which is important to do it's like uh, playing Beth Page Black. I mean, when you play Beth Page and you play the all the way the mm. black tees that that they're playing at 7500 or 7600 yards that mm. is Obviously, a very, very huge challenge. But then, you know, they're playing probably 40,000 rounds a year there with the regular public playing from, you know, 64 or 500. is probably a lot more enjoyable. So what do you remember about standing on the tee at the 17th, the Island Green? What do I remember about it? Yeah, I mean, was it intimidating or was it just another hole for you? No, I think it was just the excitement of getting to play it after seeing it all these years on TV and actually hitting the shot. And, I mean, again, it was only playing 130 yards or something, so – Pitching wedge. I hit the green, didn't hit it in the water. That was great. So, um, but it's just uh, experiencing something that you've watched on TV for all this time, and then actually being there is, and that's kind of the, the excitement of it all. I would assume when you're walking down 16, the par five, you kind of glance over at that island green. I'm sure that's got to be a pretty good view. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so that's on the list of things to to do if you're a big golf fan. But I'm sure it's probably pretty costly to play Sawgrass. I'm sure the 17th hole probably adds a couple hundred dollars to the <laughs> Greens fee to play there. Honestly, I, I don't know what the fee would be. Yeah, but I mean it's probably 250 to 350 yeah. for sure. So in terms of the Players' Championship and what it means, do you feel like this is just as important as a major? I don't know. Uh, the I players just, say that. And and because I think, I think the, the players purses, would say that it's more of a major than the PGA Championship. Yeah, I, I I mean the promos and stuff make it sound like it's the best major when it isn't a major. And I I'd be curious if the purse is the largest. I think it is of any of the other events, oh, even the major championship. I think so too, and it usually has the best field as well. It, it's the strongest field yeah. I know. So my guess is that you know if one were to use that metric i guess is in terms of the purse and uh, and the strength of the field to determine majors i think that definitely would be a major the the issue though Darren i think is you know from a tradition standpoint it's really hard to change because you know the big 4 used to be the USAM the British mm-hmm. AM the US Open and the Open Championship mm-hmm. that was the that was the grand slam back when Bobby Jones played uh that has obviously changed uh, you know through on the it was more amateur professional combined. Right. And so that switch was made back in the 30s. To make a switch again and to add a fifth major, quite frankly, when I hear the LPGA has five majors, it kind of diminishes the, the value of a major, I think. Yeah. Well, and you kind of lose track of them on yeah, the LPGA. Yeah, every, every week. Yeah. yeah. It seems, and I can't. Well, the, tour, I mean, the Champions uh, Tour has five as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. And I certainly can't name those. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, 
on the LPGA, I think the Nabisco was always the big, big tournament. Dinosaur was always involved yeah. with that many, many moons ago. But, you know, they have the LPGA championship. But I don't know if I can name well, the one all in of France those. is a major now. Evian. Right? The Evian. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Evian Masters. And then I think. We've got the U.S. Open. Yeah, the Open, Open obviously. And there's and one. And Women PGA now. Oh, that's right. That's it. Women's Open Championship. Yep. So there you go. Well, in terms of this Players' Championship, I mean, honestly, the field's better than the U.S. Open. It's a lot better than well, the U.S. The reason, Open. Now, I love the U.S. Open, but, but don't you know get me why, wrong. Why, why it's yeah. stronger. It's all professionals, whereas the Correct. Open has qualifying. Yeah. yeah so. That makes a big, big difference. Yeah. All right, so that's what's coming up this week. we got the Players' Championship at Sawgrass. So in honor of that, we're going to have a little Players' Championship Pick'em Contest, and we will do that coming up next after we take a quick timeout on the golf show brought to you by Blackthorn Golf Club's Blackthorn Card, Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, Kurt Outdoor Living, Zolman Tire and Auto Care, and Lechleitner Door from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. The golf show continues on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader, Tim Firestone, John Foster, Darren Pritchett with you on this Saturday morning. We're going to get to the Players' Championship Fantasy Draft in just a second. Guys, we have the Kentucky Derby later today, and I'm looking at the names, and I'm trying to find a horse for you guys. I mean, free drop Billy. That's kind of like, you know, John dropping, you know, from the hazard. Three times. Yeah. Oh, free drop or three drop. Yeah. Okay. Promises fulfilled. Does that match either one of you guys? No, not even close. Pass. <laughs> I don't. The the next one's flame away. <laughs> no. We better no. we better get Pass to the on golf. That one. No. Well, what about oh. audible? Yeah, I like that. That's, that's kind of like a, a you know a redo from yeah. the T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good magic. No, it's not really you guys. Justify. That's like the big horse. Apparently, three to one. Mm. Maybe, Foster, this is you. Lone Sailor. No. Afraid no. not. No. no. <laughs> We're going to find something yet. Uh, let's see. My Boy Jack. I don't know how we worked that in. Uh, <laughs> Magnum Moon. That sounds like a vodka. Or a really big guy. Yeah, I'd say the vodka. <laughs> no, thank you combatant i mean that's that's like the sound of tim hitting a drive combatant boom you know yeah i don't think any of these names really work out well, can't find shoot. horses for you guys it's okay we'll wait till the breeders cup i'm sure there'll be something come along or maybe the uh we'll just do the triple crown and preakness and yep. belmont and see what comes out i think just an honor you guys i'm just gonna i'm gonna pull for number four flame away i think we'll just uh, we'll, great. we'll put our efforts behind him how about that he's 30 to one so if we win oh wow yeah that'd be a big he's, hit He's one of the most experienced horses in the field. Which means he's old. Well, he's not old. I I guess he's got to be a two-year-old. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's five and two and nine starts. All right. And he finished six in his only race at Churchill Downs. So, see, no one expects anything out of him. Kind of like our show. No one expects anything big, <laughs> and, and they get rewarded. <laughs> see? That's why Flame Away is our guy. All righty. All right. Place your bets. Place your bets. Okay, let's get to some real drafting here. Players' championship this week. So we're each going to pick four golfers, and each round the top two scores from our team will be our team score. Best score wins after four rounds. And we decided to go in the order of beauty this time. Mm -hmm. So John will pick first, then Tim, and then me, and then we'll do the snake order, and we'll kind of go from there. Okay? Okay? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. All right, so I feel like this is the Henrik Stenson 
John Foster, as always, selection coming up very, very soon. Maybe he'll surprise us. I don't know. Maybe he will not go with Henrik. You're trying you to wrote bait him me into taking Henrik Stenson as my first pick? I, no, that's not going to happen. Dude. Oh, I would never ask you to do that. No, I'm going I'm uh, to go with uh, Justin Thomas. I'm taking him right off the board from the get-go. The number two player in the world right now. Okay. PGA champion. Got beat by Mickelson down in Mexico. I'm sure that scarred him for a, a while, <laughs> but he's going to be your guy. Yeah. All right, so Justin Thomas is number one. So, Tim, you get the next choice. Rory McIlroy. Okay. Playing really good golf right now. Why does everybody get so worked up when he says something in the media? He's like well, that an was honest. A big statement. I read it for the first time. I mean, if you're on one of the other majors, you're going to be offended by that. And he's a champion of the, both of those majors, obviously. He, so tell people what he said, basically. Paraphrase. He basically said that the Masters is the biggest and only tournament in the world that anybody cares about. It was basically what he said. I mean, he didn't say in those exact words, but basically saying that's how big it that's how big the Masters is and that's how big it is to him in winning that tournament and really that's the only tournament that, that matters is what he said. It's hard to spin that one positively though. <laughs> he tried yesterday yeah. to come back and bounce back from it, but it mm. was a little I, I I could see how people would not take that the right way, especially well, the USGA. And it's it's actually a good Thing that he didn't say that it was the U.S. Open because he probably wouldn't be invited back to the country. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, had he said the Masters is the most important tournament to me. Yeah, that's totally different. Yeah. And that's I true. don't know he if that's what that. he meant to say. Yeah, well. Mm, yeah, that but, wasn't the gist of it. Okay, fair enough. I didn't hear the actual comment. I read it. Sometimes if you hear it, it's different than when you read it, but I don't think there's any way to spin this one. <laughs> But, boy, he's a lightning bolt sometimes. The stuff he says mm-hmm. becomes stories for a good amount of time. Yeah. All right, so Tim goes with Roy McElroy, who is number seven in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And it's his birthday today, too. So oh, that, there you another go. reason to pick him. Okay, very good. <laughs> or yesterday, one of the two. <laughs> Something like that. All right, so well, i got some pretty good guys to choose from. He left me number one, number three, number four, number five, and number six in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just go ahead and go with Dustin Johnson. Okay. Just because, I don't know, I can see him winning the Players' Championship. How about that for analysis? Sounds legitimate. (laughs) And I was going to pick Justin Thomas, but he's gone. So, you know what, I'm just going to go with good old Jordan Spieth. We'll go with the American team here, which in years past has not worked out for me very well. But I'll go Mm -hmm. with Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth, number one and number four in the world is my first two picks. So now in the snake draft, we go to Tim for his second-round pick. You have the boisterous Roy McElroy on your team. Who would you like to add? His buddy, Captain America, Patrick Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America. That is a great name. Patrick Reed, he is now number 10 in the world golf rankings, coming off the victory at Augusta National. So he's got to be feeling good right now. All right, so McElroy and Reed. Boy, see, you're going for the guys that always bring up something in the media to get everybody fired up. I like that little edginess to them, you know. That's, yeah, there's a little edginess to your game, too. I like that. And now we go to John Foster. I don't know how to describe you, John. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. I'm indescribable. Tim, do you have anything to describe him? <laughs> Legend. <laughs> Legendary. Yeah, the man. Yeah. The man. The man. The you the man. <laughs> All right, the man. You have Justin Thomas on your team. Who would you like to add? I'll put John Rahm on next. Mm. You know, he's a guy that's fun to watch. He really he's is. He's just different. He's not your 
Swing the club, hit it bad, put it nicely back in the bag. He's, I mean, he gets ticked off. He's the reincarnation of Severiano Ballesteros. Yeah, he, he really is. fired up. He, he really does. And, Spanish. I, and they, they beat him up over it. You know, Peter Costas yeah. and, but why? and these guys. I, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a line you can cross, and I think he crossed it a few times early on, but... Geez, God forbid if somebody shows some emotion when they're well, playing Well, I think golf. everybody's wired differently. Everybody yeah, exactly. needs different motivation. Well, you know, and I think yeah. he just responds to that. And and this Terrell Hatton, I don't know if you guys ever watched mm. him play. He's the same way. Oh my I mean, God, he's yeah. A, he does he kind of cross the line. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what they need. Yeah. Everybody says, well, if you get that way, you can't get your no. head on straight. But no, I don't know. Well, I just don't get, and, and I'll use an example. And I'm sorry to go back to being a Cardinal fan, but Carlos Martinez, their starting pitcher for years, ever, oh, he's got to keep his emotions mm-hmm. intact or he's never going to be a good pitcher. you got to be who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in showing up the opposition. I don't believe in taking a bat to the Gatorade machine like Carlos Zambrano did many <laughs> moons ago. I, I think that's a little ridiculous. But, And I think also the way Tiger used to just absolutely just – F-bomb and going mm-hmm. across the television. I mean, I know you get ticked off and you say things, but it happened a lot. But I don't understand why John Rom has to be just a different person than who his personality is. He's got to be who he is, or I think it's very difficult to perform if you're not acting the way you feel like you should. Well, he's not going to conform, <laughs> I don't think. Good, Good for, for him. him. I agree. I yeah. mean, you know what? We need some villains in golf. That's why Patrick Reed's kind of good for golf. He kind of had that villain thing going on, even though he's Captain America and that's a good guy. But he had that little villain thing going. Colin Montgomery, yeah, the ultimate villain, who made bad comments about American golfers, and a lot of American golf fans took issue with him in person and would taunt him and stuff. That's good. Yeah. We can't have everybody that's just all nicey-nicey and, and all perfect. I mean, Jordan Spieth is great, but at the same time, I don't want 100 Jordan Spieths. No, I agree. I miss Seve. Seve was a lot of fun. He was he was quite the player. And I don't know, have we seen a shot maker better than him since? <sighs> I don't know. Part of that or shot creativity. making. Well, part of that shot making is he hit it so crooked <laughs> that he got in <laughs> yes. places nobody else had been. Um, short game wise, when Tiger was on, was on. He was. True. I think he was as good. I guess I probably should say his creativity was Yeah, and he unmatched. had to be. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you there, Darren. Okay, so, John, you've got Justin Thomas and you've got John Rahm, players two and three in the world. Who is your third selection for the Players' uh, Championship? Tommy Fleetwood. Whoa. Whoa. I like that guy. He's got a too. good ball swing. He's, it's really it's solid. Really solid. I could see him working his way up the top list of players of the year. I mean, he's yeah, he just doesn't have bad events. It doesn't seem to be. Yeah. And uh, you like his hair too? Yeah. Although I, f- I hope he wins, so he can maybe get some dental work done. So oh, I've never seen his teeth. Oh, he's English. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's, it's it's standard equipment. So. Wait a minute. I'm getting a text. Breaking news. John Foster has just lost his invitation to the royal wedding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, Prince that Harry the, is a the, big those, Tommy <laughs> Fleetwood fan, and you have now been removed from the list. Gosh. That's a little bit too broad a statement. I, uh, I apologize to everyone that I <laughs> Every English listener. Which Foster is a very English name, so... Queen Elizabeth online. It was my evil. Irish side getting even for all those years <laughs> of oppression. <laughs> it was the McCoy coming out. Of it. 
Jesus. Oh, that was just as good as a name drop. You don't have to name drop now. That was even better. Yeah. Okay. Glad well, nobody listens. <laughs> well, Tim, I don't know how you follow this, but you've got McElroy and Reed. Who would you like to add to your group? Did some pick Jason Day yet? Nope. They have not. He's ready. He's ready to break through. Number 14 player of the world. That's Played. shocking. I really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just has to battle that back so much. Yeah. You just never know when it's going to flare up. And he's playing with Mickelson the first two rounds this week, so who knows what that'll do to him. <laughs> well, I'm surprised how high Mickelson's rated. I Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive for yeah. an almost 50-year-old guy. 19th in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, he's played pretty well this year. He's bet. played he had a win. pretty doggone good. Yeah. yeah, he's even got a win this year. I know in the second round, watching the Wells Fargo, he missed one of those three footers, mm-hmm. and he hasn't done that this year. And that's a big difference. That putt has cost him a lot of money the last few years. All right, so Tim takes Jason Day. I've got Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth. You know what? I'm going to go with a guy that's kind of ready to win that first major. He played well at Augusta. Let's go with Ricky Fowler. We'll keep the American thing going. Good pick. Yeah, and he's won it before. He has. There you go. Mm. And so we're now down to my fourth and final pick. So let's go with my number 19 player in the world. We'll go with lefty. We'll go with Phil. I always go with (laughs) him as my fourth pick, and he is good for a 65, and he's good for a 78. So (laughs) I'll just ride those 65s and put up with the 78s. So I've got Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson is my group. Tim, it's time for your final pick. You have McElroy, Reed, and Day, and your next choice is? Mr. Congeniality, Bubba Watson. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you like how Kuchar was slapping him in the face when they played in that tournament down in New Orleans together? Yeah, what was that? That was really bizarre. It reminded yeah. me of that skit on Saturday Night Live when the two guys go to the, <laughs> the disco. What's the... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, it's Steve Martin and Dan. Aykroyd. I was thinking Will oh, Ferrell. Oh, I was. Thinking. I forget who it was. Though. Anyway, the Roxbury guys. Roxbury guys. Yeah. Oh, I was the was earlier the, was iteration Katane, of that. Uh, Chris Catane and uh, the other guy. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. All right, we're getting short on time. I just realized that. Oh. John, you're up next. Mark Leishman. Good pick. The Aussie. Wow, look at you. Thomas, Rom, Fleetwood, and Leishman. Wow. That's our picks. That's a hodgepodge. For the- <laughs> it's my United Nations pick. <laughs> That's where I say we'll consider the source, I'm but I don't want to do that. That would be when it comes to international relationships. So, <laughs> relations. <laughs> All right, we'll step aside for just a second. More golf show coming up next from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. John Foster, Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchett, the Golf Show on WSBT Radio. The Symmetra Tour, Four Winds Invitational, returns to Blackthorn later on this summer. 2015 winner, Brooke Henderson. This kind of catapulted her to the LPGA Tour, winning in 2015. She's ranked 16th in the world as a 20-year-old. She's only made $3.8 million in career earnings. Six career victories, one this year. Tim, I know you're very proud to have her as a champion. Your thoughts on the way she has progressed since winning the Four Winds Invitational three years ago? Yeah, it was an amazing story. We are fortunate enough to, uh, to get her to attend. The timing worked out perfectly to offer her a sponsor exemption. She had no status on the Symmetra Tour. Um, and it's still, it, our event was the, the first uh, and only Symmetra Tour win she uh, has on her in her career. So uh, 
I wish I would have could have made a deal where I had ten percent of her earnings for the rest of her career. <laughs> I, I didn't negotiate that very well, but no, she's been incredible. She had a little bit of a sluggish year um, last year, um, but uh, this year she's playing really, really well, and um, um, it's just so exciting to have met her. And and she could not be uh, a more kind and generous and humble. Uh, professional and um, really, really proud to have had her as a past champion. Um, and all of our past champions are are playing on the on the LPGA tour How this about year, that? so that's pretty cool to see as well. And as we look ahead to this summer, what are the dates for this year's Four Winds Invitational at Blackthorn? Uh, June eighth, ninth, and tenth are are the three days of competition: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Month we're still away. looking for volunteers. By the way, we need a few more. Okay. Um, people can go to fourwindsinvitational.com for information on uh, becoming a volunteer. It's a lot of fun. People enjoy that. Boy, Four Winds has been great for our community, hasn't it? Unbelievable. Um, they've been terrific partners of ours. And uh, to step up and uh, um, to bring an event like this to South Bend is, is pretty cool and special. And this will be the eighth year that they've done it. So, um, wow. wow. Could not be more proud uh, to have them as a partner. How about that? Did you think that this would be still going when you planned this the first year? No, I didn't know that we'd make it through one year. <laughs> it all worked out, and now just, uh, I wouldn't say it runs like clockwork, but it's certainly a lot easier in year eight than it was in year one. And the community has benefited from this tournament charity-wise. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, almost $500,000 to Beacon Children's Hospital. Um, awesome. So it's pretty neat to see how the community's rallied around this event. It's very fortunate. More details to come on that over the next month leading up to the Four Winds Invitational. When we come back, what's coming up at Blackthorn? And Warren will tell you next on WSBT. The Golf Show brought to you by Blackthorn Golf Club's Blackthorn Card for only $99. Save up to 80% off the regular rate to play Blackthorn, including card all season long, blackthorngolf.com. By Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, come play like a champion, warrengolfcourse.com. By Kurt Outdoor Living, Zolman Tire and Auto Care, and Lick Lightner Door. John Foster, what's coming up at Warren this week? I'm just glancing at the uh, the uh, forecast here. One day of partial rain on Thursday. So we are open for play there, Darren, trying to get people out. It's going to be beautiful all next week. Number and website? The 631 Golf, and it's warrengolfcourse.com. 20 seconds for Tim Firestone at Blackthorn. Same thing. We're open. Black card is for sale. Great discounts. 232golf, blackthorngolf.com. Come out and see us. Have a great weekend, guys. All righty. Thank you, Darren. Talk to you next week. For John and Tim, I'm Darren. This has been The Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, South Bend, the sports leader. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.